During Dell TechFest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, January 30th, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes 30 Under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. the man in the white pants, at Tim Geddes. I got white jeans, everybody. I told you I was going to do it. On kind of funny podcast, a you couple did. Weeks ago. You warned everyone. The way you should have known this, ladies and gentlemen. If mm-hmm. this is breaking news, if you've rolled your car on the I ninety, that's on you. You should have been listening. Oh, whoa, whoa! I don't know what's going on. Oh man, there they are. See, we're walking in and we're moving in. We're running in them. We went wide. Now you really see them. You really see the. Well, now you don't. Now you do. They look good. When'd you get them? You got to come back to the mic. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you went the long way around. That's nice. Twenty twelve. Oh, okay. I wore these in the Avengers Boy Band video. Wow. And so they've just been chilling in the closet ever since. Worn them five times. Okay. Wore them at the Spider-Man No Way Home premiere. Sure. I wore them once a couple weeks ago. Okay. I was going to say, this is not the first time I've seen you in it's this. It's not. It's not. It won't be the last, everybody. You like, so why, did they, why the comeback? Why the resurgence? Uh, well, we've just been in the pandemic for three years. Sure. So you didn't need pants at all. That was it. Yeah. That'll, no pants. That'll do yeah. it. That'll do but it. But now I'm here. Are you worried about spilling the coffee on them? 100%. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Real worried. Yeah. Did I ha- did I put on MeUndies? Have to take them off, put on different MeUndies this morning? You can see through them? Yeah. You can see the pattern? They're that mm-hmm. thin, huh? Oh, yeah. So are you wearing white MeUndies? Uh, light gray. Heather light, light gray. gray. That'll do it. Heather gray. Yeah. Yeah, good Heather gray. I can take that. Quite the weekend for us, Greg. You're telling me? Me and you, we've ascended. Yeah? You know? You were in the New York Times. Sir. I was. You need to add it to my, my intro now. New York Times published. As published in the New York Times? And yeah, and, you know, and, and to, be, to, be, to be clear there, it's like, this, I don't know if it counts being published if somebody... Interviewed me. <laughs> and put You've one been in the New York Times? I, yeah, my name is... It's the New York Times magazine for kids. <laughs> but you know what? I'm in it. You I'm in it, stop, everybody. Stop making it less cool. Just no. take it now, so that you are in. You would think it's less cool. I think it's actually cooler. It's actually way cooler because... This is a section in the New York Times. It, it's a, a premium section. Okay. So that's the thing. DJ you, the, Mayer says New York Times quoted. I like that. New York Times quoted, man. It's true. It's true. That's me. So um, what's cool about this is New York Times... Every Sunday issue, yeah. there's the premium New York Times magazine that comes with it. Sure, of course. And then once a month, there's the New York Magazine for kids. Oh. So it's like exclusive shit, and I got to be in this. But this is actually really cool. Shout out to Allegra Frank. Shout out to um, Belinda Garcia, actually. Uh, Allegra Frank is writing this article uh, for the New York Times about uh, the legacy of Ash and Pikachu. Sure. And the idea was she wanted to get a uh, 10-year-old, uh, a 13-year-old, a 23-year-old and a 33-year-old. Okay. And what does Ash and Pikachu mean to them? Yeah. And all that. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And so she was like, oh, duh, like, who's the 33-year-old that should represent this? And then Belinda was like, Tim Geddes is your guy. Gotcha. And I really appreciate that. So um, Was the 10-year-old more eloquent than you? Yes. So that's the worst part about all of this. The 10-year-old has the best quote. Uh, and I don't What's the quote? Throw it uh, back up. Bear, let me see. 
Oh, it's a little. Uh, so I, I can read it. Hudson Cox from Las Vegas, ten years old. Says, Ashton, <laughs> what a name, Hudson. <laughs> Hudson Cox. Ash- like he's sleeping. Oh, Cox. Yes. Oh, I thought it was Cox, like bed. Now no. you think honestly, I bet in school, Cox. That people make funny of that one. C O X. Of course. In yes. kind of funny land, if you were named Cox, like you slept on a cot, it's not nearly as funny. Hudson, try harder. Ash and Pikachu are very passionate about what they're doing, and I like how they keep their mindset on the goal, no matter what happens. My favorite part was when Ash started making friends, and they fought together and set their goals together. It reminded me to make a lot of friends and not be alone. Get him, Hudson! Now read Tim Gettys' quote! Ash and Pikachu have always represented the limitless potential of creativity, imagination, and teamwork. Even when the odds are stacked against them, they always find an out-of-the-box solution. That's good, too. It's yeah, fine, no, it's too. fine. No, that's it's good. Fine. It's fine. But in Cox didn't yeah, get I want, I want to give the, 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 a little bit more backstory to this, all right? Sure. So she reaches out, and or Belinda like recommends me, and so me and her- it's all publicly on it, Twitter? Uh, yeah, it's, it's public, and then eventually I, I, we, we moved to DMs, to DM. started talking- and she made it very clear. She's like, look, like, there's a couple people. There's a bunch of questions I'm going to ask. Submit your things. We might use it. We might not. And I'm like, I totally, totally understand it. And like, You're like, I don't me. do it if I don't get published. I, I get it. No, 30 under 30. no, not that. I was definitely like, hey, I'm here for this. And, of course, Ash and Pikachu stuff means a lot to me. And I love that people at all think of me as that guy. Yeah. So I spent, like, an entire Sunday writing, like, I worked hard on this. And if you cut to you, you got, like, so you're on, like, the desk. And there's this pile of wadded up papers Dude. coming out of newspapers. You're like, right? Oh, no, it's not good enough. Well, I was like, if I want to potentially be in the New York Times, I want to make sure that it is awesome and so dope and like, you know, I'm, it, that the Tim Gettys shines through. Sure. And so I wrote all this stuff. And if you were to read my, I have my answers. I'll have to at some point like like show you guys them. It's so me. It's I am just such an owl. Yo. Yeah, a, a lot of that, a lot of that. And then for this quote to read the full, the most tame, innocent, out of context thing, I was like, ah, damn, she did, she did the right call. She made the right call, and I really, I really appreciate it. But it was funny because I didn't know exactly when this was going to come out. But I was googling it on the side, and I, that's how I learned about the New York Times and the magazine and the kids and all this stuff. So I knew the last Sunday of January. There was a chance that this article was going to be posted in it, and on top of that, there was a chance that I would be in it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. would you believe Greg Miller that yesterday? I've been talking to G about this for like weeks, G- right? Yeah. So we've been planning. We got to go buy the New York Times because it's only physical. You, you can't get sure that part digitally. Yeah. And I was like, of course, I want to own this. This is you really cool. To. You have to. And again, shout out to Allegra it. for the opportunity. I think this yeah, is yeah. super, super damn cool. And it's also I saw it was her first time in print and oh, like nice. seeing her name in print. So congrats on that. Very, very cool. Um, but I was thinking. I got to get a newspaper. How hard can it be to get a newspaper, Greg? Hard. But the New York Times. I'm like, oh, okay. I get it might be hard to get to this or that. The New York Times? Like, that yeah. would be everywhere. I went to six different places yesterday trying to get a There's uh, a reason newspaper. it's uh, not a good business right now, newspapers. Blew my mind, though. Blew my damn mind. Eventually, went to Lucky, and, and I got it for I $6. I have an even sadder story, but then, of course, the man you'd expect to come through and save me does. When Jen and I were in the Washington, or I'm sorry, the Wall Street Journal for chicken wings and being in love, and like our photo was published in the Wall Street Journal of us eating chicken wings and talking about our wedding stuff, I went all around to the bodegas, the Starbucks, the everything. Nobody, nobody, no. And I finally gave up. And then I came to work the next day, and Kevin Coelho had bought the. I don't know where he bought it, but he had it. He put it on my desk, and it's the only copy we have physical of that article. That's it's wild, man. It's wild. But anyway, I I love it because I I got it and I opened it. There's my name. There's a legacy. I'm like this is cool as hell. So, yeah. thank you for that. I thought it was a really cool opportunity and I'm really excited. I'm really and excited. You. To talk- oh, sorry. What? You got to be in the world. Oh, I went, I worked at SummerSlam. I talked to like 40 some wrestlers revealing their ratings and yes, thank you, Barrett. I got JBL pied me. Thank mm-hmm. you. That's mm-hmm. what we needed to see. Fantastic. That stuff. was the highlight, right? Yeah, that was the highlight, everybody. You owned it. it I'm going to get him.
You go, oh, you're gonna fella is not gonna keep putting down. This is awesome. A brand new episode available right now, filmed here in the studio. Peacock, but I digress. We'll talk about that another time. Because let me tell you, I have some beef from Texas that I'm bringing to the Kind of Funny podcast. It's patreon.com slash kind of funny. We'll do that. Instead of today, we're going to talk about is PlayStation teasing a new Uncharted? Barrett's played SpongeBob's new game, and there's going to be so much more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show by writing in at kindoffunny.com slash kfgd for free. Of course, you can watch us record the show live on twitch.tv slash games and youtube.com slash games for free. But... Why don't you give us some bucks? Give us a Twitch sub, a YouTube chat, super chat. Uh, use the Epic Creator Code. Kind of funny when you're buying your games, whether it's on the Epic Store, whether it's on PlayStation, whether it's on Rock, Fortnite, Rocket League, wherever. You can plug that in, and we can enjoy that quite a bit. If that wasn't enough for you, maybe you're listening later. You're not watching live. Of course, you get the show on podcast services around the globe, and of course, YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. But the hands down best place to get. Any kind of funny product is patreon.com slash kind of funny over on patreon.com slash kind of funny. You could get each and every episode of kind of funny games daily ad free. You could get more than a few dozen, dozen, dozen bonus shows exclusive only there. And of course you could watch us record most of our podcasts live for free or not for free, but you're paying for it. But over on patreon.com slash kind of funny, like the kind of funny podcast this afternoon. Have you heard um, blessings new catchphrase when it comes to Patreon? No, somebody buck me. He just keeps saying it. No, he doesn't. When does he say this? He just keeps doing it. He has not done it. I mean, we can start that rumor, Chappy. Cool. We can start that. Somebody buck me. Somebody buck me. That's the blessing special. Okay. Fair. That's the blessing special, everybody. Somebody buck me. I'm down for that. That's a good American Pie reference there, too. Ladies and gentlemen. It's time for some housekeeping. Uh, episode Fuck, three. in the chat. <laughs> He's on to me. Somebody fucked me. He said that. He said it. Uh, uh, episode three's review uh, of HBO's The Last of Us is available right now on YouTube.com slash kind of funny. Uh, of course, we start spoiler free. Then we give you a clear delineation. And then we, our hands are, gloves are off. But not our hands. Our hands are still attached. We can talk about everything from the show, everything from the game, everything from part two. But it's up right now. YouTube.com slash kind of funny with an amazing intro as always. Um, if that wasn't enough for you. Too bad. It's Monday. That's all the content we got so far. I uh, remember <laughs> patreon.com slash kind of funny for the kind of funny podcast this afternoon. Uh, it's earlier than usual, but thank you to our Patreon producer, Delaney Twining, who I'm sure will be watching ad free. Uh, today we're brought to you by Grammarly, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. Six items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Somebody buck blessing, please, so we can get this one working again. <laughs> it's just sad when only the so one goes sad. off. It's terrible. Uh, number one, what is this new PS5 ad teasing? We go to VGC, where Chris Scullion writes, a new Sony ad. Does, I'm going to try again. <laughs> ad. I ain't good. Uh, new, uh, the screws are loose today, ladies and gentlemen. All right, it's been a morning. Uh, a new Sony ad designed to promote PlayStation 5 could be teasing Uncharted 5. Now, we're watching right here, so we'll stop. Spider-Man's jumping out. Miles Morales is jumping out. Nice. Halo is doing some stuff. This is like the PlayStation News Network, right? Halo rediscovers ancient lands. There she is. Oh, it's San Francisco. That's awesome. That's where we are. Can fa- father and son stop Ragnarok? Oh, it's, it's God of War. Look at that. That's really cool. Yeah, these are all games we know. These are all games we adore. Ecolide. Icons. This is Final Glide. Fantasy 16. Nobody knows what it's actually about. Uh, here we go. I got some Ratchet and Clank, of course. They're up to no right, good. They're right, doing some right. stuff there. Here you go. Spaceship Crash and Alien World. That Eternal. makes sense. Track Record Shattered. That's Gran Turismo. GT. Yeah. And then, what, what was whoa, that? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What the hell was that? What the hell was that? 
Let's go back to Chris Scullion while we get a freeze frame on what's going on. Uh, the new promo titled Live from PlayStation 5 features a series of live-action news reports reenacting scenes from various PlayStation games, including God of War, Horizon, Gran Turismo, and more. However, among all those clips from current and upcoming PlayStation 5 games, one live-action clip stands out as being unrecognizable. It shows a young woman in a cave with a flaming torch. In a separate brief clip, she can be seen blowing dust off an ancient artifact. These clips, I'm sorry, the clips are the only shots that aren't immediately recognizable, suggesting that they may be from an unannounced project. In a blog introducing the ad, Sony said, quote, This new spot hints at the breadth of extraordinary experiences taking place in the PlayStation 5 universe through the style of a live news channel. See if you can spot all the game references. Uncharted 4, spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. Ends with Nathan Drake and Elena Fisher's teenage daughter, Cassie, discovering relics from their past adventures and Drake deciding to tell her about them. It is believed by some, therefore, that the next Uncharted game could have Cassie as the protagonist, continuing where her parents left off. Naughty Dog co-president Neil Druckmann claimed last week that the studio has moved on from the Uncharted series, and that doesn't... I'm sorry, but that doesn't rule out another studio taking on the IP. In last April, a recruiter at the studio seemingly hinted that Sony could be planning future Uncharted releases. Barrett, go back and enhance! Enhance? Do you buy it? I mean, sure, right? Like, yeah. when you look at the context of what this commercial is and all the things that they showed, every single one of those games has been on PS5. Sure. Uncharted has as well. Lost Legacy Collection. But th right? this Lost clearly Legacy isn't Thieves that. Or whatever. Yeah, um... I, I don't know. I feel like this, we're going to get more Uncharted. Mm -hmm. It sounds like Naughty Dog's not going to make more Uncharted. Which is another rumor we've heard for a long, for a long time, time, right? That, that uh, yeah. visual concept, Sony San Diego Studio, they were going to be doing it, and that Naughty Dog was supervising kind of thing, or chiming in. Something, yada, yada, yada. yeah. And I, I, I absolutely see that happening. They're not letting Uncharted go. It's a major franchise for them as PlayStation leans hard into its PlayStation uh, production side of yeah. the movies and TV and all that. Um, having Uncharted movie last year, like, they there's money there right there is a quality game there there sure. is a story that they could tell that makes a lot of sense um i don't know that this means we're going to get the, an announcement imminently but we've been saying this for years at this point greg that where where's phase two of playstation 5 it's gonna have to happen soon this does seem like a catching you up to that moment there's two sides of it there's always the side of don't look too hard into marketing materials especially design you know obviously playstation signed off on this but did you know, it's another company coming at it, and yada yada. Could this be an allusion to a two Tomb Raider in that history in the past, the future as well? As we know, Crystal's working on a new Tomb Raider. Could it be Cassie? Sure. Could it just be something else? Barrett, can you go ahead a few frames? I was obviously reading it, and I haven't had the chance to watch the trailer till now. They eventually have it clipping around. So that's Ghost, obviously. This is Destiny, obviously. Uh, back to the Ratchet, Stray. Real quick, oh, uh, that's Callisto. Yeah, here we go. There, there's this the cat, there's who somebody blown the dust off. An interesting thing to point out that all the games we saw, PlayStation Studios games with the exception of Final Fantasy 16. Well, if, go back two more frames. I'm I, to the prison thing. That was Callisto protocol, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah that's this oh. is Callisto protocol. However, what I if you hold on Callisto please. Uh remember Callisto does have an advertising campaign with PlayStation. If you drive around San Francisco right now, a lot of the bus stops are saying play Callisto protocol on PlayStation 5 or whatever. So that would fall into the even though it's not a PlayStation Studios game, it would fall into this. Chat's pointing out of course, Stray isn't a PlayStation Studios game either, oh, but it was exclusive so it had the thing. It was the TV guy with that heart on his face. Oh, okay. Keep give me keep going for Bear just so I can see the rest of the frames here. Gran Turismo of course. Yes, 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 yes. 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 Just Spider-Man, just being Spider-Man. Don't take on treacherous roads. 
left behind. Right. <laughs> okay. 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 Is that her or is that Aloy? Nobody mm. knows. It's hard to tell. Yeah, it right. is hard to tell. I think that's supposed to be her, though. Yeah, I think wise. so, too. That's what I would think, too. I would say her hair is a little too light to be uh, Lara, but maybe they're, again, like you were saying, they're trying to just go for a generic type of... Lady. T- uh, yeah. Just, uh, the, you know, Jane Doe, the every woman. Kind of, you know what I mean? Mm. Similar hair to Cassie, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's going to grow up a little bit, probably. Um, Keep going. There's one cool Easter egg in this that I want to point out. Uh, keep going. I think it's one of the... There's a shot of them at the TV studio, um, like the news anchors, uh-huh. and their their desk is a big PS5. Oh, that's hot. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Thank you. There it is. Look at that shit. Ah, that is cool. I like that a lot. Live from PS5. Nice. Well, then. I hope it is. I think it is. The question's gone on, I know, on this show and probably PSLV2, do we need more Uncharted? Do we want more yes. Uncharted? Yes, we do. For me, I, I will not allow this... Revisionist history, Uncharted was not good. Actually, I never, I would bullshit. never allow that. I would. Never, Janet it's, tries to push that all the time. Oh, Janet, that's the that's a Janet thing. Janet has her opinion, and that's totally fine. But I feel like beyond that, I think that there's been a, a, a even with Barrett recently. We're talking about we're talking Greg. Oh, Greg Miller, Greg Miller, strap the fuck in for this. There's oh. a show we do called the Shit List. Okay, all right, yeah. mm. you can get it on Patreon.com/slash kind of one of the I dozens and dozens it. and dozens of free pieces of content. Or not free, goddamn it, exclusive pieces of content every week. We did an episode month. last month, last week, uh, top ten PS three games all right and like did i talk shit about you yes i did of course i did i did but i mainly only did that in regards to metal gear solid 4 sure all right you can fill in the gaps you understand what i'm saying there there was arguments being made that uncharted doesn't need to be on the list outrageous outrageous i I said low on the list and if if there was going to be an uncharted on the list it should have been three and Greg knows this from the conversations we have with Janet on PS I Love You, that I don't think the Uncharted series got great until 4. And that's the thing. That's an outrageous claim. There's outrageous people out there. people who are Granted, I played those games late, and those those games' uh, controls are, you know, not the best. I'm super excited for more Uncharted. But honestly, what gets me more excited is the fact that Naughty Dog is saying, like, hey, we're done. Uh Like, like, I, I feel like having them be like, hey, it's a clean break, we're moving on. We're going to do other stuff is a, is a very clean way of introducing the idea of it now no longer being a, well, what? They do why it. are you doing this? So why is a second tier studio doing it? Well, it's not going to happen unless they do it. So why yeah. not do it? And again, going with Cassie would be such a great move of, cool, we're starting from scratch. We have a new band of characters and new things to go do. That'd be nice. Yeah. And this tease makes me hope that, yeah, maybe it actually is happening soon. I love it. I said this when Lost Legacy came out, but I would love that level of game, that scope of game, yeah. once every year, once every two years, just different characters, pulpy, fun action sure. adventure game, just go for it and have fun. Because as we saw with what Barrett's saying, like Uncharted 4 was The Last of Us Uncharted. It the was like, what, what did we learn from yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like how, let's go even more like in depth with character and all that. And then Lost Legacy continued that trend. I would love to see that keep going, but I think the blueprint is there. I think that PlayStation Studios has been not even slowly at this point, pretty quickly creating a bible for what it means to to be a playstation studios game the prestige of it all the the third person uh action game the story all of that i think that other teams can make a naughty dog quality uncharted game and i think that they're going to do that well it's not even that yes that's true but i think if you were to give it to them i'd also love to see it 
no longer be held to the Naughty Dog quality standard. I want it to be quality, but I want it to be their own. I want them to have their own vision on it. You know what I mean? Like, that'd be the interesting thing of what a, again, I'm not saying this is the move, but an open world Uncharted would be, right? Something more in line with the Tomb Raider reboot or something like that, or uh, I guess the second one, right? Rise of Tomb Raider with smaller things, which I know Uncharted experimented with as it went, but I feel like Naughty Dog is so known and does narrative better than anybody else with their cutscenes and their gameplay and everything else. It'd be cool to see what you were doing and you... Not that the rule book's out the window. Clearly, we're, there's a few things. We got to have Nate as the new Sully kind of thing. But, like, you know, what are we doing? What's happening? Yeah. Try it. Do you think we find out this year? I'm going to say, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. If they're putting in the thing, if they're if that's real, I mean, again, maybe we're reading too much into it. But, again, PlayStation looked at this and approved the ad. Why would they let some random? Everything else has a game you know. Why is there this one that doesn't? And they call out. Can you spot them all? Like it seems like they might be having fun with us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I would say yeah. That would line up then. I'm really excited about that, Greg. Me too. Are you excited about the new SpongeBob SquarePants game? I'm very excited for Barrett. Number two on the Roper Report. SpongeBob SquarePants: The Cosmic Shake has a review roundup up right now. Currently, the Metacritic is sitting at a 73. Ooh. 73. It's open critic a 69. Yes. Over at IGN.com, Travis Northup writes, 5 out of 10. SpongeBob SquarePants The Cosmic Shake is a simple, unambitious platformer that pales in comparison to its peers in every way besides all the charm and humor it borrows from the iconic show. Whether it's the incredibly basic jumping and swinging that becomes irksome, repetitive within irksomely repetitive within minutes or the humdrum combat that has you mopping up the same handful of enemies hundreds of times without anything meaningful to differentiate the first battle from the last cosmic shake badly lacks the imagination and creativity for which the show is known the original cast voice performances and silly gags are certainly a highlight but if you were hoping for something akin to super mario odyssey and a pineapple under the sea sadly this falls short i can assure you travis at no point since the announcement of Super Mario, I'm sorry, since uh, SpongeBob SquarePants and the Cosmic Shake, if I thought it was going to be Super Mario Odyssey. <laughs> but again, I appreciate people holding them to a level. James Carr, GameSpot, however, gave it a 7 out of 10. Says, classic SpongeBob humor combined with solid platforming makes for a fun nostalgia trip through the multiverse in the Cosmic Shake. And then, the one, the only, the boss baby Barrett Courtney at Kind of Funny gave it a 4 out of 5 in this TikTok. If you're a normal person, SpongeBob SquarePants The Cosmic Shake will probably just be an okay game for you. It's a decent enough 3D platformer where you play as the title character, exploring alternate versions of classic bikini bottom locations, beating up baddies, and collecting random items for side quests and cute costumes to run around in, all wrapped in PS2 era jank that would probably turn most people away. But if you played SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom as a kid and loved it like myself, I think the Cosmic Shake is a great spiritual successor to a cult classic. The magic of running around as Spongebob, hanging out with the characters you know and love, and chuckling at the gags that feel like the classic show back from the early 2000s, it all brought me back to my childhood. And that's all it needed to be. A spiritual successor to a 3D platformer game from almost two decades ago? It could have turned out much worse. The Cosmic Shake introduces a good mix of new and remixed ideas while also keeping what may Battle for Bikini Bottom special. Familiar enough to feel like the classic we know and love, but not too familiar that we just feel like we're playing the same game over again. It's a labor of love for us SpongeBob dorks, and I honestly can't wait for y'all to play it and get transported back to your childhood just like I was. But
Like, I can trust this guy in a SpongeBob shirt. You know what I mean? Big Sponge. Big Sponge got to him. Bear, were you surprised by the Metacritic and uh, some of these scores? Like, Absolutely the- not. Because like, yeah. I remember the, the review for when Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated came out. And, uh, you know, like IGN, I think, gave it a, like a 4 out of 10 or, or whatever. Like, no, this uh, this isn't like a, you know, a platformer that's going to stand out. It's not going to be, you know, the Mario Odyssey of, of SpongeBob games and stuff like that. Um, but I, I, I think the the people at purple lamp studio i believe they get it they uh, you know they had their time like uh sure. getting familiar with battle for bikini bikini bottom with the rehydrated version and this is like their kind of take on uh what a follow-up would have been if they if they made a follow-up back in like i don't know like 2007 or something like that right yeah and yeah like i say said in my tiktok review that's all it really needed to be there are so many little fun gags and stuff that like call back to the early show you know, I dropped off a of SpongeBob, you know, probably when I was like 11 or something like that. And, you know, every once in a while, my dad and I would go back and try to watch like, uh, uh, you know, more modern episodes. It's like, oh, man, they they lost something here. But like going into this game, it's not that uh, more like modern SpongeBob humor. It's it, it's really going back to the, the the classic of like, let's do like really gross up close, uh, uh, <laughs> gross, like close up uh, shots and stuff like the. He's Ren all dried and, out. Yeah. Ren and Stimpy, like uh, yeah, yeah, 90s yeah. humor and stuff like that. And where you uh, see the pores and stuff. All yeah. Gross. And callbacks yeah. to the, you know, the uh, earlier episodes. And then also just like references to the first game, which I thought was like really well done. And uh, like, even leading to the final boss fight, which like y'all remember the clip where like blessing shares the end of what is it? Dying light two, where he's like, Oh, let's fucking go. Like that was me playing the final (laughs) boss fight for this game. And people who love battle for bikini bottom and know the ins and outs of that game and know like the production side of like things that got cut out of that original game. Like you're going to have a great fucking time with this. So yeah. You can okay. watch me uh, stream it, uh, I think, after the Jabroni Boys play something. I'm going to play for, like, the, the last hour on stream a, a little bit of uh, Cosmic oh. Shake so you can hang out with me, ask me questions and all that good stuff. Very nice. Twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. Later, of course, on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. <gasps> but, Barrett, how heartbroken are you that it's not Mario Odyssey? <laughs> Just so heartbroken, man. The second it got announced, I was like, this better be the, the you, look, you looked at this, you're like, this might be Mario Odyssey too, guys. They might have canceled it and just reskinned it as SpongeBob. Yeah. I digress. I'm just joking around. You going to play this one, Tim? Mm-mm. Were you a SpongeBob guy? I don't know. No, no. Okay. Respect it. But yeah, it wasn't really my thing. Okay. I will say, I do want to go for the Platinum. I beat this already on Steam. I reviewed it on my Steam Deck. It runs like... Decently on the Steam Deck, uh, decently enough that I was like, all right, I'm going to play this uh, entirely on the Steam Deck. But I enjoyed it enough that I want to platinum it like I uh, platinumed uh, rehydrated a couple of years ago. So Speaking of the Steam Deck and speaking of things Tim does want to play, number three in their debut week, Hi-Fi Rush reportedly outperformed Forspoken on Steam. This is Chris Scullion again at VGC. Xbox's surprise release, Hi-Fi Rush, reportedly outperforms Forspoken on Steam during both games' debut week. According to the Steam Weekly Global Top Sellers list on SteamDB, which lists the best-selling games on Steam by revenue made, Hi-Fi Rush came in at number 8. Remember, of course, this is free on Game Pass, mm-hmm. Game Pass, uh, but it's for Steam came in at number eight, while Forspoken didn't make the top ten. The difference is particularly notable in that Forspoken has been supported with a sizable marketing campaign, whereas Hi-Fi Rush appeared without any warning or a prior reveal as part of last week's Xbox Developer Underscore Direct presentation. 
As noted by games industry commentator Benji Sales on Twitter, the fact that Hi-Fi Rush is in the top 10, whereas Forspoken isn't, is further amplified by the fact that Microsoft's game cost $30 on Steam versus $70 for Forspoken. Given that the chart goes by revenue rather than sales, uh, Hi-Fi Rush would have to sell a few copies for have to sell a few copies for each copy. Hi-Fi Rush would have to sell a few copies for each copy of Forspoken sold. However, it should be noted that SteamDB treats separate versions of each game as different products. As such, for example, the Dead Space remake features four times in the top ten, the standard edition, the deluxe edition, and the pre-order pages for each. Uh, it's not, it is also not clear how many people pre-order Forspoken uh, in the period leading up to the past week or purchase keys for the game uh, from a third-party Steam key sellers. These likely would have continued uh, counted as last week's revenue chart, blah, 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 blah. The Square Enix title uh, also is costing significantly more and has more demanding hardware requirements on pc which could skew in hi-fi rush's favor it could also be that people finally just were like you know maybe i'll play a good game maybe this is a bad game that and could be the problem too it's a good time to like good games greg it is a good time to i can't believe we're getting dead space remake and this you're eating. close you're eating oh we're eating we're eating real well hi-fi rush is fantastic i love this game the more i play it the better it gets yeah i i think that it the tutorial level being the like first hour plus of the game i would say as you're going through it i was constantly feeling like oh my god i'm loving this game i just wish i could do this i wish i could do that and almost five minutes after i start thinking i wish this i get this yeah yeah 10 minutes later i wish that i get that and it just keeps going that way i'm still i'm only like uh four or five hours in at this point but every hour has been that much better than the last like it just keeps adding to the most beautiful flow i love flowing games and this is this is a dream game for me in so many ways you take there's like platforming there's stylish action and there is rhythm you put it all together and i am having as much of a blast as i'd expect from that excellent what about Forspoken? How far did you get in that? Forspoken, I played the demo, and I was like, unfortunately, it's, yeah, this can, isn't for me, pass. and it's a bummer. It's a like pass. I said, I really wanted that game to be good, but it's not for me. Uh, but this game is. And yeah, can, I reviewed it. You can just say it's not good. You don't have to worry about it. I don't think it's for you thing. This isn't a Cosmic Shake review, all right? Forspoken is not a good game. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, but I wanted it to be. That, that's what sure, I'm that's fair. I, I that's feel fair. like I, I was really like rocking for that game, and I'm, I'm bummed that, extra bummed that it wasn't good. Uh, but yeah, this this is good. This yeah. is real good. I recommend that everybody that has any passing interest in video games give this game a shot. I don't think it's going to be for everybody, sure, but I think it is going to be for the majority of gamers. Yeah, I was playing last uh, yesterday on my flight home from some uh, geez, from Royal Rumble, uh, and yeah, I do not have rhythm. Like I don't, I don't have the rhythm for the game yet. So that's how it's been for me. But it's yeah. gorgeous and it's funny and like you know, it's a great world. Yep, super great world. Love the characters. Love just how fun it is. It's unabashedly fun. Yeah, like everything about it. Like it's fun to play, but it's also just like the vibe of it is fun. The characters are fun. Like the the style that it all has. It just it reminds me of so many different things. And I realize like the more things that I say, I'm just like holy shit. It's like so many of my favorite things. Like how did we get a game that somehow beautifully combines Saturday morning cartoons, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, and Elite Beat Agents? With Devil May Cry. And <laughs> it's yeah. like, boom, that's what this is. So many people, you know, after it came out in, uh, before I got my hands on it, were like, it's a modern GameCube game. And I mean that as a compliment. Oh, yeah. And playing it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I can totally see, like, beautiful Joe DNA. Oh, this. for sure. For sure. Yeah. It's, and, and dude, and you add a little bit of that Spider-Verse flair to it. Like, sure. the, there is, this game is so much deeper artistically than it looks on first blush, I would say. I think that we get a lot of cel-shaded games. We've seen a lot of, like, stylish games like this. There's something about how it all adds up 
where it's not just cell shaded. It's cell shaded with the chromatic aberrations, with the like all the, the like, fun effects that we've seen in recent movies like Spider-Verse and Puss in Boots and um, the upcoming Ninja Turtles movie and things like that. But it has a style to its own as well. Yeah. Like it's not just doing a thing again. It's like really, really, really like owning its own style to the point that I can't wait to see what a sequel looks like. And we're definitely going to get a sequel if these sales are any, um, you know, point of the future. Indicator. Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, of course, I'm sure we'll have more to say about Hi-Fi Rush on both the Gamescast and the X-Cast. Review on X-Cast. People have been asking where the review's at. It'll be this week on the Kind of Funny X-Cast. The thing dropped out of the blue. What do you mean where's the review at? You know what I mean? Well, I'm asking if we're going to. I'm going to fucking swing on these kids. You fucking know? swing on them, Greg. Greg, you know it's been out for an hour. Defender. Where's the review? Where is it? Ah! <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen. Whenever there's a review, you'll be able to find it, of course, with no ads on patreon.com slash kind of funny. Of course, is it on the Gamescast? Is it on the Xcast? It won't matter to you on patreon.com slash kind of funny because you'll get both shows ad free there. And you can watch them both get recorded live so that when Mike slips up, you can call him on it before they edit it out because he always does that. That's never happened. Uh, of course, <laughs> you can also get dozens of uh, different exclusive only on Patreon shows on patreon.com slash kind of funny. You can get merch. You can get the calendar. You can get a whole. There's always something happening on patreon.com slash kind of funny but most important for right now that's where you can get this episode of kind of funny games daily ad free but you're not there jack Mm-mm. so here's a word from our sponsor shout out to grammarly for sponsoring this episode from essays to emails grammarly's communication assistance can help you write with confidence grammarly is a must-have for every student best of all it's free to download and works on all your favorite devices and apps a ton of us here at kind of funny have been using grammarly for years and joey specifically is a huge fan she says and i quote grammarly is used with everything emails tweets even writing our weekly schedule sometimes my brain works faster than my fingers and it's nice to have a second set of eyes the free versions of grammarly offers comprehensive writing suggestions a tone detector and a synonym feature all to help you proofread your work as you write so you can be sure it's mistake free and polished before submitting grammarly premium comes with advanced features like clarity full sentence rewrites which flag and rephrase hard to read sentences premium even comes with plagiarism detection from s and projects to emails and presentations improve your grades this semester with grammarly you can sign up for an account today at grammarly.com slash kind of funny and get 20 percent off when you're ready to upgrade to grammarly premium that's g-r-a-m-m-a-r-l-y.com slash kind of funny grammarly.com slash kind of funny if you're an athlete you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Number four on the Roper Report, maybe, ladies and gentlemen. Was it all a, a scam? This PlayStation 5 ad, we thought it was maybe mm. somebody for Uncharted. Maybe it was just teasing a Tomb Raider TV show. Number four, yeah. uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is prepping a Tomb Raider TV series for Amazon. This is Leslie Goldberg at The Hollywood Reporter. Phoebe Waller-Bridge is getting into the action at Amazon. The Emmy-winning Fleabat grad is reading a TV series based on the popular video game turned action movie Tomb Raider. The project, which is in development stages, is the latest to stem from the Waller-Bridge's 
recently renewed overall deal with the retail giant and streamer. Sources tell The Hollywood Reporter that Waller-Bridge is attached to write the scripts for Tomb Raider. In addition to writing, Waller-Bridge will executive produce the Amazon take alongside former head of comedy and drama Ryan Andolia uh, and former head of overall deals Amanda Greenblatt. Timothy Geddes, what does this do for you? You talked about it today on The Last of Us. Mm -hmm. You are a man who gives himself to TV shows and movies. You get Mm -hmm. lost in them. You're very emotional in them. I love that about you. Mm -hmm. Does this excite you? Uh, it doesn't, you know, as, Does we, not. as we continue down the path of every video game in existence being turned into either a TV show or a movie. Um, I feel like the concept of a Amazon produced Tomb Raider TV show, I, I hear it with more hesitation than promise, Greg. You know, there's certain okay. projects that we, we hear about that we're like, that's a slam dunk. Last of Us, obviously, all the things going into that. I'm like, that's going to work here. There is elements of that. B.B. Waller-Bridge, or sorry, B.B. Waller-Bridge, um, fantastic. Fleabag, fantastic. Fleabag was phenomenal. So there's, there's, there's good stuff there, right? Yeah. Tomb Raider, iconic, great characters. Easy enough to make a show out of because it doesn't need to be true to the source material in, some, in the way that somebody Last yeah. of Us does. Because, like, you know, people... What people care about Tomb Raider being adapted, they're going to do. You know what I mean? Two it's guns. Like, it's, it's, it's not so much like the story or the this or the that. It's kind of just more like the world and the character itself. So um, Hold on, I, think, I do want to bring in a question while if you're discussing that part of it. Cozy Bear writes in, just like you can, for free to kindoffunny.com slash KFGD and says, Amazon is now developing a Tomb Raider series with Phoebe. Do you want it to skew more closely to the more grounded version of the series that was pioneered by Crystal Dynamics, or would you be open to seeing it lean more into the fantastical elements of the original Tomb Raider games? Um, I feel like if it was going to be animated, they should do the OG style of like sure. going, going wild, like T-Rex, yeah, tiger yeah. fights. Like it's nuts, right? Yeah. Have fun with it. And I actually think that could be really cool. And I think Amazon is more than capable of doing that. Um, everyone is obsessed with the uh, Legend of Vox Machina, the um, uh, critical role yep. show on Amazon. Amazon's been doing a lot more animated projects that have been really knocking out of the park. I'm, on their live action side, Invincible. even like the boys is fantastic, right? Sure. But then we got Invincible, and then we also got uh, The Boys Presents um, Diabolical. Diabolical. And it's just like the, Amazon has been finding success with their, uh, their TV programming slate in, in very interesting ways that I think separates them a little bit. But again, Tomb Raider, I just think, is like a little bit like this is what the 10th swing at bat for for this franchise in some way like two movies or two movie series two different movie series and then like this and then plus like so many different reboots and stuff on the game side that's my thing whereas i think i think tomb raider is so nebulous that i like you know i've talked a lot of shit about twisted metal i'll still see if it's good when it comes out i mean i did talk shit about grand turismo and then i saw the trailer i'm like actually that seems kind of neat but like this one having phoebe attached to it makes me think of, oh, what would a more comedic Tomb Raider look like? And I kind of disagree with you. We're like, you know, iconic characters. Like, sure, Lara Croft is iconic. But then I think you immediately get, like, her butler and her, her dad, I guess. Oh, say character. Okay. okay. I, I didn't have characters. I thought no, you were, no, my no, apologies, no, no. My apologies. No. And so I think that's easy then. You take Lara Croft, you go on some kind of adventure you want her to go on, right? And then you give it to somebody. And so if it's animated, if it's live, I, I, I think live act, or I'm sorry, I think animated would be fun too. It would be the way to go for me personally. I think that'd be fun to do. I think that would be uh, interesting and you could get crazy with it and that could lend it to more comedy, but really giving Lara a, a voice and a personality, which I think she's often lacked, right? Yeah, I mean, but then there is that thing of like, cool, we just make her funny, then she's just Nathan Drake, right? Like, I feel like, and which is that? She doesn't, I don't think she's, thing? I don't think that's Phoebe's writing style. 
I don't think she would be that funny. I don't think it would be the knock you out quips kind of thing. Yeah. She's just being funny while she did stuff swung around. I don't know. Yeah. I I will say this seems like one of the ones that it's not going to see the actually go anywhere. At, yeah, yeah. But um, at this point, more often than not, they do end up happening um, yeah. with the amount of money being thrown around for all this. But there's, I would say, animated for the OG style, live action for if they're going to go the more uh, modern route, which I, is what I expect them to do. Uh, how I think that they, they want to present Tomb Raider as more of a prestige thing. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting with where we're at right now with the... Um, the state of video game IP being adapted into things. Cause like there's so much conversation about like is last of us, the first example of it, the best example of it. And then people are like, Oh, what about arcane? What about Castlevania? What about um, edge runners and all this stuff? Super Mario the, movie. The, the Super Mario movie coming. Uh, no, coming no, soon. Bob Hoskins. Oh, of course, of course. 1993. Never forget. Uh, John Leguizamo. Uh, the, the fact of the matter is adapting games is di- adapting. Anything is difficult because how much you're going to actually adapt versus how much you just kind of taking characters and making a new story. We see it all the time in the MCU. Civil War was not the Civil War from the comics, but they made it work for MCU, and and that was great. Last of Us so far is, I mean, it is way more of a faithful adaptation, which is what we need and expect from The Last of Us. Arcane and Edge Runners just use the world of those games. It's not adapting the actual story of the games. Um, And even Castlevania, to an extent, like sometimes did, but more often than not was kind of just doing its own thing. Um, so I feel like Tomb Raider falls more on that side of things, which presents its own set of obstacles, right? And I just think that um, for uh, League of Legends, so Arcane, and for um, Edge Runners and all that, the worlds are a little... The, the, people are more willing to kind of go in and just be like, oh, I, I love this world already. I don't think people love the world of Tomb Raider. So I think it's an even like more uphill battle. Give me a charming, a personable British Lara Croft. Let's go. And I think you, we got it. We got a picture. We got it. We got a thing going on here. We got something to watch and go, especially if it's written and it's funny. And like, I don't know what it would be. I don't need another origin story, but like still a younger Lara could be fun, but also her being, you know, entrenched already and just being the national treasure kind of tre- treasure hunting lady could be good. Yeah. I just think that the amount of times you bring up the word funny for Tomb Raider, it's like already we're in a place of like, like just because yeah, I get it's Phoebe and I guess there is that, but it's like, then at, at that point, is it Tomb Raider? I, but I mean, does it matter? Yeah. No, no but, does like, it matter? I don't think, yeah. So, yeah. I think like, you've had enough swings at, Hey, we're trying to, we're trying to make the Tomb Raider you've seen on your PlayStation, the Tomb Raider you're seeing in the film. And it's like, that doesn't work. So, like, why not take the IP in a different direction and do something else with it? Let alone whatever Crystal's doing with their Tomb Raider right now. Yeah. Number five on the Roper Report, a sad one. Uh, this one is Rest in Peace, Annie Worshing. Of course, this is Tess from the Last of Us video game. Uh, Luke Plunkett at Kotaku is the report. Uh, actor Annie Worshing, who played the role of Tess in Naughty Dog's The Last of Us video game, has died at the age of 45. Worshing was diagnosed with cancer in 2020, I'm sorry, in 2020, but continued to act throughout her illness and treatment, appearing in the seri- in series like Star Trek Picard. Naughty Dog's Neil Druckmann wrote, quote, just found out about my dear friend, Annie Worshing. I'm, I'm sorry. Just found out my dear friend, Annie Worshing, passed away. We just lost a beautiful artist and human being. My heart is shattered. Thoughts are with her loved ones, end quote. There is a GoFundMe up. Uh, we have it here for you. Of course, you can find this by searching Neil's tweets. I've retweeted a bunch of stuff. Naughty Dog has tweeted it. It's a long GoFundMe, right? But it is out there uh, to benefit her family or whatever. And the folks who are left behind, they're asking for $250,000. They're currently at a little over or pretty much to $153,000. So if you can, go do that. And, of course, yes, I see it in the chat. But fuck cancer. Sad story. So sad. 45 is far too young to be taken away by something like this. But our hearts go out to everybody affected by it. 
Uh, number six, uh, Street Fighter Six is adding. Uh, well, they put Thea Trinidad in here. You know her as Queen Zelina from WWE to the game as a commentator. This is Sal Romano at Gamatsu. Professional wrestler Queen Zelia. Maybe I screwed up there. <laughs> Zelina, I'm so freaking off today. Uh, we'll join Street Fighter Six as part of the game's real-time commentary feature. Capcom announced the real-time commentary feature incorporates the voices of popular fighting game community commentators directly into the game to narrate what is happening on screen, just like a real tournament. Quote, I've been an avid gamer since I was a child and a huge fan of Street Fighter, she said in a press release. Uh, quote, I still remember epic matches with my brother, and I would always uh, beat him with my favorite character, Vega. It's surreal now to be part of this amazing franchise, and I am honored and thankful for this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Super see? dope. Zelina Vega, Vega, you uh, see uh, what she uh, did there? Uh, I'll pull into it. Love. Using her real name. Love that. She came out at the at the Rumble dressed as jury from Street Fighter 4, and it was hype as hell. Yeah, it was really cool. So really damn cool. cool. She looked the great. the AR thing with the Street Fighter 6 stuff up there. Yeah. yeah. So, great opportunity for her. I think this is cool, and uh, I think the real-time commentary feature is going to be a game changer for Street Fighter 6 for making fighting games more accessible than ever to normies being able to just play and understand how hype that they can be like yeah, having yeah. the uh the commentary adapt to what you are doing as a player kind of guiding you even into uh, being a better player like they kind of like are telling you the setups of what your opponent might be doing so far everything i've seen of it i'm like this is one of the coolest game features i've seen in a very long time that i think will become standardized. In, I'm excited to see place. how it works. You know what I mean? How good it can be, you know, and not just be like, you know, old wrestling game or football or whatever, old commentary and stuff for them to come out and take the swing with it. I'm excited to watch Blessing, watch you guys play it and see what it actually looks like. Really excited. Feels like. Mm -hmm. Sounds like. Anyways, I'm excited. But Street Fighter 6 is still so far away, Tim. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grop shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts. Each and every weekday. Yes. Thank you, Barrett. Out today, Power Wash Simulator on PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, and Switch. Trek to Yomi comes to Switch. The King's Dilemma Chronicles comes to PC. And Capybara Madness Capybara comes to Switch. Capybara Madness. We need to see it, Barrett, please. Capybara Madness. What could it be? What could it be, Greg? Who can it be now? What's well, on Switch? That is the classic. Uh, maybe a whack-a-mole, I'll say. Oh, a whack-a-mole game on yeah, the Switch, yeah, a little yeah, touchscreen. Yeah, yeah. Hitting those little guys. Well, yeah. It was called Capybara Madness. Capybara, Capybara Madness. Madness. Shout out to Capybaras, just I think in, in a, general. I think in a rare instance, I'm not finding anything on, oh, shit. on this. Uh, on it's a made-up game? We got That's a made-up game? real madness all along. Hold on. I'll try to. Uh, what, what platform this, was that on? Switch. This is the real shadow drop. Yeah. This is the real shadow drop right now. Uh, Mr. Showtime points out the Croft Manor DLC is in Power Wash Simulator today as well. So if you want to go. Oh, wow. That. And then Ohm Jesus has a link there to the Nintendo page. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, because I went to, um, I just Googled Capybara Madness oh, and it sent whoa. me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, whoop. I wouldn't even know that's a no. Capybara. This is disrespectful to the Capybaras out there. This truly is madness, Greg. Oh, no. <laughs> is there any information down below or is it just the name and these? <laughs> Oh, there it is. Okay. Capybara Madness is a 3D ragdoll physics-based platform adventure game. Our main character is a capybara. Yes, a capybara. But he has to escape from these maps. Reach the end by completing the tiny puzzle and enjoy tiny the ragdoll puzzle. 
<laughs> it's a tiny puzzle. Can you pass the maps designed differently from each other? Features 15 cool design maps, different puzzles for each uh, season, ragdoll physics, and capybara. Dude. This is the kind of shit that they release on PlayStation and I pop the trophy in a minute and a half. Barrett, can you please go to gianthamster.com? All right. There's people out know. there. I don't even want to know what that is. It's, like, it's like a Capybara fan club. Sure. Right? Okay. They're, they're, they take Capybaras really seriously, unlike this video game, apparently. All right. But I need the world to see what a real Capybara looks like. This, this uh, oh, yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Gianthamster.com. Look at huh. this. Look at these guys. They're just out there. They're just capping. They're barring. It's great. I love them. Things I pretend to be. Wings in the water. They're, these are some. <laughs> some art these are some good blog post titles. I'll tell you <laughs> like what. an archive too. How long does this go back to? Two thousand seven. Oh. Hell yeah. Go to two thousand. Yeah, August two thousand seven. Click on it. Let me see what the first post was. It, it might take a minute. <laughs> this website is <laughs> Looks like a GeoCities yeah. page. Uh, new dates for you. Hellcard is headed to Steam on February sixteenth. Andy's birthday. No. No. We're taking that's it my from sister, him this year. That, that's my sister's birthday. Exactly. There we go. Andy's Looking like a dick. porcupine, getting Aww. my stomach scratched. Look they're, at the camera. Man, when they're super small, they're very cute. I mean, they're cute big, too, but you know what I mean? They're super cute when they're super small. They're just great all around, The cuteness man. is condensed. I love these guys. Uh, deals of the day for you. We have a leak via uh, Bill Bill Cun. Uh, PlayStation Plus Essentials games for February are going to be Ollie Ollie World, PlayStation 4 and 5. That's great. Evil Dead the Game, PlayStation 4 and 5. That's great. Beyond... No, I'm sorry. Destiny 2 Beyond Light, PlayStation 4 and 5. That's great. And then Mafia Definitive Edition, PlayStation 4. Oh. That's a good year. That's a good month. That's a good month right there. Play Mafia Definitive Edition. Great performances in that game. How's the gameplay? That's, uh, you know, PS3 era open world kind of thing. Okay. So it's solid. Uh, your Xbox games with gold for February are For the King, available February 1st through the 28th, and Guts and Goals, February 16th through... March 15th. Ladies and gentlemen, we asking the people watching live. We asking, we ask the people watching live mm -hmm. on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames and youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. Barrett, we're stopping you're wrong. In the chat, Parks43 says, has Greg talked about the rumor that Rumbleverse is shutting down? Can you Google that for me and then toss that oh, up the screen? Oh, you didn't see that? No. Okay. okay. What? No. Anyways, we have a couple of your wrongs. Let me read them real quick. Sorry. Um, Jupiter writes in, and the page broke when I moved it. So I'm refreshing it. Here we go. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This is not a your wrong, Jupiter points out, but I'll read it because it looks interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, not a you're wrong, but in addition to the live PlayStation advertisement story, a giant Le Leviathan axe has appeared in front of the London Eye in the United Kingdom as part of the same marketing strategy. I expect more things will appear in other major cities around the world. Okay, cool. I don't know why the phrasing, like a Leviathan, a giant Leviathan yeah, it sounds axe like has he's appeared. Ladies and gentlemen, we have breaking reports <laughs> that a Leviathan <laughs> axe has appeared. <laughs> I wonder if it they are hovering up. over the seven largest cities in the world. Uncharted five reveal. That's what this is all. Oh, we got to go to. find all the artifacts. We got to find them all. Universe. Mm -hmm. I'll take it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then your other one is Charles Jacobson, who says we missed that son Gohan and Piccolo. 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 Fortnite. Everyone's favorite Dragon Ball Z character, Piccolo. Piccolo. I almost said Pinocchio, so you should take what you got on. <laughs> what is it? It's Piccolo. What is it? It's Piccolo. Oh, Piccolo. I'm not a Dragon Ball guy. The marching but. band. 
That's a Dixie Chicks reference I just dropped on you. Piccolo's and I'll be flute. frank with you. I'll be frank with you. For all you Dragon Ball fans, it's a waste of everyone's time. I'd rather have the Dixie Chicks in Fortnite. Thank you. Barrett, do you have my Rumbleverse report? I slacked it to you. I do not have Slack on this iPad I'm using, so that's no helpful. Can you just pull can you pull it up for me and I'll read it off the screen? Um or can you put it in the dock? Yes, I'll put it in the dock just because the screen's gonna be too far away. Sure, sure, sure. Drop me a link on the dock in reader mail section or somewhere there. I'm looking around there. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, I'm gonna drop it. While you do that, I'll tell you about this week's hosts. I'll tell you about this week's Tuesday, it's me and Blessing. Wednesday, it's Blessing and me. Thursday, it's Blessing and Tim. Friday, it is Tim and Blessing. All right, we're going to gamerant.com. Where? Ophelai Castellot writes, Rumbleverse shutting down next month, 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 according to rumor. Rumbleverse is reportedly shutting down at the end of February with the first store delisting starting today. If the rumor of this cancellation proves, cancellation, sorry everybody, proves to be true, players only have one more month to enjoy Rumbleverse before this free, I'm, I'm done. I, I don't know what it, every Me other Me and Greg word, have three shows we're on together today. I'll tell you what, like the thing I, we haven't talked about, the thing I overlooked is that Royal Rumble was an actual job. Oh yeah, yeah. I worked a twelve day or twelve hour day, and then of course flew on a, the first morning. Flew, I should have taken a day off here. Uh, free to play ball goes offline. Rumbleverse. Okay, that's that. I and mean, then they go on to explain what's happening. Despite being one of the best multiplayer games of twenty twenty two, Rumbleverse will reportedly shut down at the end of February. Tom Henderson, an industry insider with a record of accurate leaks, shared a message on Twitter to announce the end of Rumbleverse. While he didn't share his source, Henderson stated that Rumbleverse store delisting should start today with an official announcement from either developer iron galaxy or publisher epic games coming soon Ooh. damn yeah that sucks i loved rumbleverse yeah it really does suck man it's hard to be uh, we'll see i mean maybe it's wrong maybe it's wrong yeah maybe it's wrong maybe it's not a real thing maybe there's a misheard there but we'll pay attention and chase that one for you ladies and gentlemen uh lanky dragoon damn greg's losing two games in the same month yo fuck you but true uh ladies and gentlemen this of course has been kind of funny games daily each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show over, of course, for free on kindoffunny.com slash KFGD. Of course, you can get the show ad-free on patreon.com slash kindoffunny. On patreon.com slash kindoffunny, you can get all the other podcasts ad-free. You can watch them, rec- uh, watch us record them live. You can get dozens and dozens of bonus episodes Jeez, exclusive indeed. to patreon.com slash kindoffunny each and every month. If that wasn't enough for you, there's all sorts of stuff up there. We're always giving away items. There's always things happening. It's a fun time over there. Come hang out on patreon.com slash kindoffunny and watch us record the Kind of Funny podcast this afternoon. However, if you have no bucks to toss away, no big deal. You can watch each and every episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily. Get recorded live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames and on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Of course, you can get it later on podcast services around the world, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Until next time, remember, we have an epic game store code. Kind of funny. Even if you're downloading free games like uh, Rumbleverse, it would still help us out. So do that before Rumbleverse goes away. Do Mm -hmm. that thing. Mm -hmm. But until next time, no. It's been our pleasure to serve you.